thank you, audience, for joining us on the Are You Listening podcast, part of the Rutgers Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Brandon Laurie, and with me, as always, is Kyrie Crone, Tyler McLean, Tony Williams, and Kyle Doctor. Well, before we get into the topic of episode four, does anybody want to air some grievances over the absolute beating that Rutgers football took yesterday, losing to Wisconsin 52-3? to Every time I work at, at the game, I, I never watch the game because I, I already know we're going to lose. So it's like <laughs> it's almost like pointless to waste my time because I, I just interact with all the people that that are a part of the game. There's like security, there's catering people. I, mm-hmm. I literally just talk to them instead because I know what's going to happen. But I accept it. It's like <laughs> it's like an acceptance at this point. <laughs> I'm always a hopeful fan, have to stay loyal, you know, but I was working while the game was happening yesterday, but it was on all the TVs in the restaurant, and it just, yesterday really hurt, because yeah, losing's one thing, but to have such a gap like that, mm-hmm. not even have one touchdown, it just hurts the pride of Rutgers a little bit, I think, because I didn't yeah, think that's, that that's was going to go that bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, because at least I think when he lost to Michigan, at least it was, like, 13 to 20. Like, you had hope. But, like, this game is just, like, um, I think by the second quarter, it was, like, 31-3 or something. Or something like along those lines. So, it was just, like, this is pretty deflating. So, Kyle, what about you? How did you feel watching the game? I didn't watch it. Okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> you didn't miss out on anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you guys said, it, it, it is def- uh, deflating, especially for being students of the school. And I know Greg Schiano was really pushing, you know, students to come out and support and, you know, the fans to come out and to kind of lay a goose egg like that and, uh, you know, not do anything on offense was pretty disappointing. Um, you know, I guess people had a good time tailgating, but that's pretty much the extent of the fun of that game. I agree. All right. So for this week's episode, we'll be, we will be talking about technology in the game and how the future of sports might look. You know, right now we have pylon cams that are in um, for the NFL for football. We have tablets on the sidelines and in the dugouts and also analytics. So does anybody want to talk about, you know, how they feel about analytics specifically when it comes to sports? You know, is it more of a distraction is it beneficial to the players, or do you think overall it just helps the uh, audience when it comes to watching any sport? I would say it helps the audience more than it helps the players because I feel like if you're, I, I'm not, I never really was played a team level team sport at a high level, but I would think that if you if you overthink like about your stats and all those things, then you're just gonna be caught up in the stats and not like the fun of the game. And like doing your best, or well, you're gonna do your best, but like you're gonna be too like, uh, I guess you might end up being nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I would think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think from a fan's perspective, it could be something fun just to like compare and maybe even make your own predictions about what'll happen in a game using analytics. But I think as a player, it's kind of better just to trust yourself and not the numbers because at the end of the day you really never know what's going to happen at a game so you just have to put in the work at practice and then go out and perform and I don't think numbers for an athlete really can determine how you're going to play that day 
Kyrie, did you? Oh, Kyle, what about you? I think in athletics is very beneficial. It's uh, it allows GMs to evaluate better. It allows them to go off as they take simple stats and push it a little further because uh, it gives you a competitive advantage. Of course, the team could look too much into it, but I think it's just a boogeyman for people that don't understand the games. Well, and I think, like you said, it's it's a way that GMs and scouts can analyze the game. Um, I don't know if anybody ever saw the movie Moneyball, but the Oakland Athletics basically built a team uh, on a very small budget, but based off of analytics. And they didn't they have the longest winning streak? Um, I don't know if that's still a thing, uh, if anybody broke that record. But um, I know they won a, a ton of um, games based off of that type of mentality with building a team. So it can work in the competitive advantage of things like we were talking about. Um, for you, Kyrie, you know, I, I brought up the idea or that, you know, there are tablets on the sidelines and in, in, in dugouts. Um, you being a coach, you don't have access to all that stuff, right? Nope. Now, if you did, do you think that that would help you and the players specifically? I think personally for me, I'm more old school. I feel like with certain things, like I grew up with a pen and paper, I do think it would be easier with trying to draw out plays so you can see it more, but it's still more like time consuming wise. Mm -hmm. So I feel like just being able to have, because personally for me, I think being able to have the plays, like especially with the kids, I give, you know, not all the kids, but I give the quarterbacks the wristbands that have the plays on it. So I feel like I don't want to be dependent on um, technology per se. So I feel like just the old fashioned way is better. It makes it easier. So that way they know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. In certain instances, it might be more efficient, but I feel like we don't want to do too much with technology because, you know, technology is is great, but it's not always going to be there. If you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And, um, you know, the other thing that I wanted to bring up with regards to technology, I know Kyle, you're you're my baseball guy here. When I say the words virtual umpire, you know, behind home plate calling balls and strikes, how does that make you feel? I don't even care. People make too much to deal about referees and umpires. I don't. I think it's just an excuse for people to whine. So I really don't even care if either way or the subject. Does anybody, you know, have uh, an opinion on whether if you have a robot or a virtual umpire or a referee in baseball or I'm I'm sorry, in football, um, does anybody have an opinion on if you think that that's beneficial or do you think that human error um, is just a part of the game and that's what makes it so great? I would say human error is a part of the game. I feel like at the end of the day, um, again, we're going to take away the essence of the game. It should be there, like. Why do you want everything to be like ran by robots per se? I just feel like you're gonna lose the essence of the actual game. And so, people want to find a reason to complain, like Kyle said. But at the end of the day, when it comes to having the actual ref there or having um, the actual umpire there for baseball, it makes you watch it because it's like if you see they messed up or they missed the call, you get rowdy. You're calling out stuff yourself. If we're gonna have the robot do it. I just feel like it would change the dynamic of everything, especially with fans that are watching it. They probably won't watch it as they as much as they should. They actually pay attention to the game because every call will be so precise. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it would take away the excitement of the game. And just like seeing refs out there, refs do funny things too. Like they're just a part of the sport, I think. So taking it away just kind of, I think it just makes it less of like a sports activity, more kind of like, I don't want to say a chore, but like just not, it's not authentic authentic anymore if they were to take away sports and have to rely on robots. It's just not the same. Tyler, with regards to the NBA, do you think that um, having referees be more uh, robotic or virtual would be beneficial? Or again, like the human error when it comes to playing basketball is what's an exciting part of it? I would say that I want the refs, but some of these refs are making such baloney calls. It's just like, yo, like, I don't know. They need to change the rules or like, they need to stop being so soft with some of their calls. Like, I remember Kevin Durant the other day was ejected for, like, a, a regular flagrant one foul. When they, they called it a flagrant two, and it's just like, why Why is that a flagrant two when he accidentally, like, got a little bit aggressive when he was fighting through a screen, and it was a flagrant two. It was very stupid. And, and um, but at the end of the day, it's just like, it's like, even though refs kind of are, are bad sometimes, it's part of the game, like what Tony said, and it's just like you lose the personality of the game. Like, even in tennis, when they took away the refs this year at the U.S. Open, it was very awkward because, like, I was a, I grew up a tennis fan and um, used to, like, the human error of, like, the um, of like the Lions judges would, like, and then people would call a challenge, and that's basically, like, uh, when you think that the ball went in. So, like, the just the anticipation, people would clap their hands and wait for the call to come in. But now we don't. There's no opportunity to do that because, like, the the, the robots are always right, and it's, it takes away from uh, people like me who are huge tennis fans. So, and like Tony said, I think the the fun of it is having the refs in the game because when a NFL quarterback hits a ref right in the head with a uh, football, I think that that still adds uh, something fun to the game. You know. Um, you know, Tony, you, you brought up something when we were talking about earlier with regards to technology and Olympics. Talk about what you were saying specifically with regards to swimming. Yeah, um, and swimming now, just because in swimming it's all about the time, and that's really all that there is to determine who wins and who loses. And when you get to such a competitive field like the Olympics, it's like less than a second worth of a touch who finished first, who was able to get to the wall, and it's hard when it's just when you just rely on people that are holding stopwatches because they might start late after the buzzer. They might press it a little too early just with anticipation. So to be able to put in monitors in the pool inside of the wall so that the wall can tell you who actually touched first really just makes a difference and emphasizes who really wins. And it's more relying on, actual technology and the truth instead of possible human error just because I don't know how fast all of you can press and stop its timer but you know sometimes it just it's a little bit of a delayed reaction so I think that that is one thing that technology has improved in a sport do you think Tony that uh, the Olympics are kind of a, a, a few steps further along when it comes to integrating technology into their sports um, as opposed to like baseball and football because there are so many sports that rely on like you said those precise decisions I think I would say yes just because Olympics is 
held to such a high caliber. It's like the top of like for sports, for sports that aren't like football and basketball. And just because when it comes to the Olympics, it's a global event. So there are a lot of different countries around the world that are contributing to the changes with technology for sports. So I think just because there are so many different types of people in so many different places that are contributing to the sport, I think it makes them one step ahead of every other league or sport, I guess. All right. Oh, Kyrie, do you have something to say? Um, Oh, no. Um, My bad. I I was just going to add to what Tony said because in track and field, like, there's never – the only person that um, contributes to, like, the only human that they use is, like, the person who has a starter's gun. And then after that, like, it's – like, especially for – a sprinting event, like they they have um like a the robot at the line because sometimes people will get like for example a man can run like a nine eight six and then someone can run a nine eight seven but it looks like they came in at the same exact time but the robot helps out in that regard so all right so the last question I'll pose to you guys is do you think that humans will ever be taken out of the game of sports for instance do you think that football will eventually be only a robot sport down the line in the future and we'll be betting on you know animatronic uh players or do you think it'll always be um you know regular people playing the game that's a good i personally feel like as time goes on honestly with the future the way everything looking they're trying to make everything more technology based so Honestly, I feel like in a few years, the world might be ran by robots. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. That's a bold prediction. Anybody else? Anybody else have any like bold predictions with regards to technology and sports? Maybe like playing sports on the moon eventually? Or One thing I think will happen is that there's going to be like a, a division for robots to play sports. They're going to have like, they're going to have like countries making uh like robots to compete against each other it'll be interesting i think that i think that's going to happen what about you kyle any sort of predictions for sports and technology in the future y'all are going way out left field here for very soon in the future five years i think boston dynamics is barely playing around with the robots right now i mean i don't know that's just that's just that's way too out there i don't I mean, it could happen, I mean, eventually, but, like, maybe way later in my lifetime. I mean, I think I'd like to focus on just more, because I think robot arms are out there right now. Those are having interesting, that's having an interesting time right now in the minor leagues. I mean, more of, you know, just more, like, I, I only see systematic changes in terms of of sports like football and, like, tracking and being able to just being able to be tracked better and and tracking like you know heart rates and like energy output I don't know some of that stuff's a little bit out of left field I, can, I don't know how long away that is especially robots playing football I guess the only thing I could say that might happen because of that is because you know concussions are a huge thing uh injuries to people you know when playing these these very uh intense sports so who knows? Maybe a question like that will come about um, somewhere in the future. How about you, Tony? Any sort of predictions? Um, I think people are going to come up with crazy ideas, but I think it'll just push sports too far and change the whole culture. So I 
think for the most part that everything is fine where it is. I like that. I like keeping everything the way it is. Don't add robots. Don't do anything silly because uh, the human part of sports is what makes it so great. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for listening to episode four of the Are You Listening podcast. And next week we'll be wrapping up with our final episode. I can't believe it's already going to be our final episode. So stay tuned for that. For Tony Williams, Kyrie Crone, Tyler McLean, and Kyle Doctor, I'm Brandon Laurie, and we'll talk to you later. Later.